Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Note and review. And I, well, I said I was going to review prominent albums uh, as well as movies. And in a row, I got three of. What a time for indie guitar music is! I got the Black Country, New Road, Big Thief, and Beach House albums on the same day. All doubles, all really great albums. So I'm going to review all three, and this one's for Beach House. Um, they're a dream pop band of sorts. Um, at times, a little bit shoegazy, though not more, probably more dream pop. But um, they formed back in 2004. Uh, eight studio albums in, with the latest one, Once Twice Melody. And on my show, I think I featured every album from Teen Dream in 2010, their third album, uh, and then Bloom, Depression, Cherry, Thank Your Lucky Stars. I might have missed that one. And Seven. And um, I think there are two two broad churches in bands. There's the sort of Radiohead, Deer Hunter style of band where each album's a statement where they completely redefine who they are. Do a, a Madonna or a Bowie. Probably Bowie would be a better example. And they, you know, the instrumentation's different. They um, have completely reframed how they're presenting their music and uh, and trying to challenge themselves. In there's a war on drugs slash beach house kind of band who essentially make one album for their whole career. Um, and both are valid. It's like a trite observance, but, you know, these Japanese chefs that do one thing their whole life and try to refine it. So bands like War on Drugs essentially are refining that one album and making it better and better and better and, and genuinely doing so. And same with Beach House. They've got a very um, indicative style that they've kept throughout their records and gently evolved and gently added things. And I really like Seven, their last album, because of the introduction into the music of Sonic Boom. I think it's called Mark Kembers, his real name one of the titans of drone music with um, his band with Jason Pierce of Spiritualized back in the 80s, Spaceman 3. One of the most totemic bands of, of that kind of drone and pre-dream pop. And I think I've, I've written down some um, memory joggers of um, bands I'm comparing to them, but just thinking, I think in a way, Spaceman 3 are almost a bridge between Suicide and uh, Beach House. Um, they're, made, they're from Baltimore, and it's always been the duo of uh, Victoria Legrand and Alex Scally, and, and they've really solidified themselves into quite a big, well-known act. I guess, I guess the biggest danger with any of these bands is uh, consistency. The war on drugs make albums so slowly that they don't have to worry about people becoming complacent because it's always an event when they release an album, but Beach House have been pretty prolific so far. So the new one is another, if they um, added those Sonic Boom Spaceman 3 elements to their sound, particularly with like the percussion uh, side of things, which I really thought elevated stuff. Um, this time around, they've actually gone for a, a different paradigm in releasing music. Instead of doing that one perfect album and continually going refining, refining, adding slightly new elements, this time they've presented it all as four EPs. Um, which is, a, is actually a pretty neat format to have done. So it comes in sides A, B, C, D, and four tracks on each side. The whole thing is 
everything about Beach House is meticulous. And I love the um, symmetrical presentation of this where there's four tracks on each. And even though some of these are a lot longer than their normal tracks, nothing is overwhelmingly epically long. You know, just nudging the seven minute mark on a few occasions. Um, the first influences, and I've got a whole raft of them here, and I don't know that I've picked all of these influences up before. Was Air's Walkie Talkie, the um, French duo. Now, that's um, they are already pretty close to being Beach House then, aren't they? But the French duo's, I think their second album, uh, Talkie Walkie, was it? Um, that one. Even from the opening track, which is the... Um, once twice melody um title track really gave that sense of that it's, it's that was almost in between um what daft punk did with discovery and what air did with moon safari sort of created this um buzzy woozy uh, kind of pop music which um i hadn't really heard before that album uh, and that's an underrated album i feel as well um i really did i i i I, th I think this is probably their most background release, and that's not always a compliment. Um, background music can be absolutely magnificent. Um, I do think that there is an aura wallpaper element to um, a percentage of the music on offer here. Um, other other um, influences that I think were really present is M83. MAT3 was such a pivotal band as far as um, sort of resurrecting genres as they went through that first decade of their career, particularly with Shoegaze and Dream Pop, way ahead of the curve, just beating Beach House as far as Dream Pop goes. on um, and, and introducing that sort of John Hughes element with Saturdays and Youth, which is, I get that vibe here on some of the tracks. I'll get out of a track listing so I can actually remember... Uh, the ones that I and the thing about all these three albums, the the Be uh, Beach House, um, Black Country, New Road, and Big Thief, they're enormously long. They're all double uh, double albums. Um, I thought Superstar was fairly strong. Um, Pink Funeral stood out to me as well. Each they've done a balancing act where. There's a couple of tracks that will push north of five minutes and a couple of tracks that hew closer to four on virtually every side. Um, so it is a very symmetrical album. Um, the I thought the first chapter was reasonably decent. Um, the, the opener, Once Twice Melody, was really good. Pink Funeral I thought was really good. Um, I thought the next two were probably the strongest two sides out of the lot. Runaway has got this... Um, vocoder thing on really pushing them into um heavy vocoder use because they share their vocal duties the boy girl vocal duties often at once um and uh, doing a whole track that's complete daft punk vocoder was pretty cool as well and the um new romance track as well one of the other elements that i really picked up this time around was sort of kill for love era chromatics kill for love was my second favorite album of the last decade and the slightly less driving tracks, I thought, definitely were sort of a, a heavy influence here. And um, over and over, I thought it was possibly the best track on the album. I would have liked them to have pushed more in this direction because once he gets through the mid-stage, 
it really uh, develops the electronic instrumentation and that really carries it over the seven minute mark it is the longest track on the album but i think it's probably the best as well i thought they didn't rein it in and stay in the confines of a conventional song structure as much they let it really go out reminding me of um Reichsop a bit and um the way they sort of let tracks like do it again sort of spread out um and then that norwegian duo was another one a lot of these references are quite soft music as well not in a bad way um but there aren't really any rough edges anywhere on this i think they've rocked out a bit more on their previous releases beach house um it has allowed them though to include more long-term songs so there's there's actually only two over the six minute mark so they 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 obviously they obviously have templates for how they perceive music should be presented but the ones that are longer are stronger i think um sunset which opens uh, chapter three is an element that comes out also on uh, modern love stories at the end which is a bit pink floydy which i wouldn't mind hearing a little bit more of in their music and the acoustic strumming which is sort of like that pastoral folky psych side of pink floyd as well i thought that was pretty good only you know is another one that was um, a really really strong standout track and a very obscure perhaps reference would be the fact of um, like mercury rev had this amazing run of albums and then after all his dream they had a really less well received album with vermilion on i think it was called and it was in a slightly different style but it certainly reminds me here it's still quite driving but a bit airier and softer uh, and i thought that was really really good as well and another band that came up is another band that have like that mercury rev album just don't really get any credit for influencing anything but the duo girls the their second album i thought predated a lot of um modern music especially sort of long form guitar based music uh and what was the track i thought felt like those another i don't know i think it might have been another go around on that track i noticed something on this album which is um the girls vocals it's always boy girl vocals in a, a traditional boy girl sense but um alex legrand and um i can always forget their names um alex scally and victoria legrand kind of reverse positions a bit here because her vocals on another go around are actually a, a lot fuller and stronger and less wispy than i'm used to for and i really like that track actually uh masquerade um it it faded off a bit um that that particular track but at the start the um i thought they they really could have built on that instrumentation at the start because it reminded me of sort of after hours by the weekend um and maybe even a little bit like salem as well softer salem music it was quite dark sounding and they didn't really go on uh, go anywhere with it but i think those mid to chapters one uh, two and three are probably the uh, best on the album one's the chapter one's called pink funeral two's new romance three is actually masquerade and then we move into chapter four modern love stories which i don't think is probably the strongest collection of four on the album um but many nights i did think that really um tapped into suicide which is an obvious 
reference for uh, their dream pop with their sort of um, whirring synthesizers and stuff in the background. Um, but I'd not really noticed it before. And again, uh, Modern Love Stories that ends the album is very much more Pink Floyd with um, electric guitars in, introduced this time. I, th I think it's a really strong album and it's a lovely album to listen to. If I've got any problems with it, it is so obvious to say, but instead of condensing everything down into an album like they normally do, there are as many great tracks on here as the normal Beach House album, but they're diluted a bit. And I think that there are more wafty tracks that are a little bit inessential. Um, and I did like, you know, when they introduced Sonic Boom into their music, I don't know if he was a producer or collaborator, I really noticed that sort of percussive, whirring percussive post-suicide edge uh, to the album 7. And um, I wouldn't, given the fact that they've tried to make something a little bit more experimental in the way they presented their music, they could have really pushed it out a bit more. Everything stays reasonably in the same pocket throughout this album. So it's a really, really good album. They're never not going to make a good album. Um, but I think most of the other albums are 8.5 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And I think just because... Um, I think if each of these was released as a four-track EP on its own, I don't know that any would be that strong. So I'm going to give Beach House, the always wonderful Beach House and Once Twice Melody, a 8 out of 10.